Hello and welcome to Walk to Wellbeing, the wellness podcast from Health and Wellbeing magazine, sponsored by Sketches. I'm Holly, the editor of Health and Wellbeing, and each episode, you and I get to join someone as they go for a walk, eavesdropping on them as they talk about their own wellness journey. Each of our guests will answer the same questions, but the conversation, like their walk, might meander a bit as they go. After we leave them, I'll be joined by some of the magazine team to pick out things from that walk that we want to put into action right away in our lives. Think about your answers to each question as you listen to. And if you'd like to record your own walk to wellbeing, you absolutely can. We would love to hear your answers. So head over to healthwellbeing.com to download the questions today. Right now though, for episode six, We're about to join radio presenter and podcaster Jenny Faulkner as she steps out of her front door in West London in January 2022. Come on, let's go, let's go. Come on, let's go. Right, door shut, let's go. Hello there, I'm Jenny Faulkner and I'm out for a walk with my dog Alfie, Alfie Muggle the Puggle. Alfie is 14 years old, so the walk could get slower as we go, as we go. He usually starts off quite sprightly, or if he sees another dog, he might run. But otherwise, it can be quite a slow pace. He also likes to sniff every single lamppost. Uh, Now, my surroundings. Okay, so I've just left my house. Um, I live in West London, so you'll hear trains in the distance, you might hear sirens in the distance. To be honest, all of this is a bit like white noise to me because I'm just so accustomed to it. However, where I live, I have huge park in front of the house. So it's beautiful actually. Loads of parkland, loads of big, beautiful old oak trees. Um, A little children's playground, which is completely empty because it's actually beginning to get dark. It's freezing. Saying that, there's a beautiful, bright full moon tonight or this evening. So, um, it's kind of everyone's heading home from work at the moment. I've lived in this area for 14 years. I moved down from Scotland when I was younger, and so uh, it's lovely, but, and we do have lots of beautiful parks, Richmond Park, and loads of commons nearby, but. This is where I'm walking today. Okay, so shall I get started with these questions? What gets you out on a walk? Well, I'm out for a dog walk at the moment. That's one of the brilliant things about having a dog. And I know so many people became dog owners during lockdown, but it does, it gets you out there. It gets you out for a walk. You might not feel fit, you might not walk fast. However, it gets you out in the fresh air and that is so important. So many people spend so much time in the winter months just inside, sat on the sofa and being being active to me is important. Getting your steps done, getting outside, even on a bitterly cold day, being outside in the fresh air is just so important, not only for your physical health, but for your mental health as well. And to me, being active is everything really. I've always been someone that that thinks it's important to 
keep moving. And so I do, I like to, I like to walk or run as often as I can. So today I, um, I ran home from work. He's slowing down Alfie, <laughs> come on. I ran home from work, it's seven miles away. It makes me feel good. But during lockdown, I actually got a stress fracture in my foot. So I couldn't run for a while. So I walked everywhere. It's just lovely walking down along the Thames during the summer months. It's just beautiful. Also, I mean, just going for a walk and in the woods and going on the trails. I love it. I love just being outside. Favourite time of day to go for a walk though is probably, you know, just at the start of the day when it's quiet or at the end of the day when it's, you know, the sun setting and the lights just so special. I love that. I think it's hard to find someone who wouldn't like that. Where's your dream walk? I've been lucky, I've travelled quite a bit with my work. Um, as a presenter, you know, one of the perks of the job is that you get to travel and see the world, especially as a travel presenter, which I was for about 15 years. So I have walked in some pretty dream locations, but I've got to say, in this country, in the, British, in the British Isles, we have some of the most scenic and spectacular landscapes and settings. I'm from outside Glasgow, near Loch Lomond, and it's just stunning up there. Uh, there's a place that I used to go when I was younger, and um, it's, it's called Queen's View. It's out near where my parents live now. It's outside Glasgow, half an hour or so outside and you just walk up and you get these amazing views of Loch Lomond. It's not a difficult walk, well you can you can walk up part of it in, in a quite a short time but it's so worth it just to get to the top no matter what the weather. So that's special, that's really spectacular. Uh, another place I like walking, I love going to Spain. I, I love Spain, I love everything about Spain. And quite often go to the south of Spain on holiday and there's a, a walk that goes, well, it's a promenade, it's called um, the Paseo Maritimo and it's the, the walk, the promenade along the front of the sea and it goes from Marbella to Puerto Benis. I think it goes beyond either side actually, but it's a few miles. That, at sunset, what a stunning view. So when we go on holiday down to the south of Spain, we'll walk quite often in the evening. Everyone in Spain, they go out and they do La Marcha, which is just in the evenings when everyone just goes for a walk. And so we do, we join the masses. We go for a walk along the Paseo Maritimo. As the sun is setting, the light's beautiful. Everyone's just walking or jogging or cycling. I love it and it's warm, <laughs> that's the thing. We can have, you can have a beautiful spot like that in this country, but it's, it's not necessarily the same weather as it is in the south of Spain. I think I'd like to do more walking. Um, my little girl is 10 years old now, so she's beginning to walk a little further. We went to Paris in October as a family. So me, my husband and my daughter, 
And we did say to her, we're going to be doing quite a bit of walking. And I think we did like 40,000 steps on one of the days, which is quite a lot for little legs. However, she loved it and I loved it. I love walking around cities and just looking up and looking at all the architecture. So as much as it's lovely to walk around the countryside, walking through cities which are steeped in history is something really special. And walking around Paris, it's pretty flat. So you can see so much and do so much and it's not actually that exhausting. And there's so many cafes that sell lovely hot chocolates that you can stop and have a little break or a glass of wine, whichever you prefer. So with regard to where's my dream walk, I think I've done quite a few dream walks and I think there's plenty more that I've still not discovered. What does switching off look like to you? What was nice in lockdown was that everyone got out walking more and more. So I'd end up going out with friends for a walk. You know, usually you'd meet a friend and sit and have a coffee, but we weren't allowed to do that. We had to actually be more active. So you were allowed to go out with one person. Do you remember that time? You were allowed out with one person for a walk. And so that became like the new coffee, <laughs> the new coffee morning, the new catch up. And actually what it was lovely, it was lovely because you weren't in the house, you weren't by your, you put your phone off and you'd go out for a walk and it was a great way to catch up, but be active at the same time. Um, me, my husband, my daughter, we'd go out for family walks. And as we were out walking, we'd see all our neighbours out for walks. We'd see other friends out for walks. We'd kind of, we'd walk quite far as well. And we were allowed out for an hour, so we'd go around all the area. It was lovely. It got everyone active. And it got, more importantly, got you switching off and got you out of the house. And got you, got your mind to kind of think of different things. Um... I find it really hard to switch off. There's so much going on, you know? And the fact that we're always on our phones or there's text messages coming in, emails coming in, social media is always there. And you know, with the amount of work, I work six days a week on the radio. So even having the radio on, I'm kind of working because I'm listening to other people's links going, oh, that's an interesting way that they've done that. And likewise, you know, I'm, I'm a founder and one of the directors of a brand called Colo. It's a collagen supplement. And so we're constantly working. Our customers are always getting in touch. So, you know, whatever the reason, we, we always want to make sure there's someone there to answer. And so even on social media, I'm always getting asked questions about Colo. And so I'm always willing, I'm always kind of there to answer that. So switching off altogether is, is quite difficult because it does mean cutting off from technology. But when you do... Oh, it's lovely. When I don't work on a Sunday, I switch my alarm off. I have a lion. I try not to be on my phone. I try not to look at emails. Just go for a big walk with the family. Have a nice meal. Maybe watch a movie. Yeah. Then I start to switch off. To really switch off, though, well, that, that takes a little bit longer. So if I have a week off work... I'll feel switched off by the end of it. Then it'll be time to go back to work again. Next question. Who is really nailing their well-being in your life? Well, frustratingly, my husband's doing pretty well. So 2022, he decided that's it. He's really gonna focus on his fitness, his health, his well-being, and he's actually smashing it. 
in our family, I'm the one that's really focused on fitness and healthy lifestyle and it's, it's just the way I am. Okay, yes, obviously, you might have a Saturday night and, you know, might stray from the path of health and well-being. However, on the whole, it's generally me that's the healthy one. This year, though, eh, he's challenging me. He's going to the gym every day. Uh, he might have a Sunday off just because then we can have a family time. But even then, most Sundays... He's been in the gym for, you know, a good workout. Uh, he's eating healthily. He's cut back on any of those vices, you know, the sugars, you know, anything. Maybe only has a drink on a Saturday night if he's going to drink alcohol. Yeah, he's doing really well. And with that, I was asking him just the other day, I said, do you feel better? And he said, yeah, I do. I feel fitter. I feel healthier. I think it's important as well. It's funny, isn't it, how so many more people now are looking to get healthier and fitter. Come on. Come on, Alfie. Come on this way. There was a time where people used to kind of kind of giggle a little bit and have a little kind of well, I think there was a time when it wasn't cool to be someone that went to the gym or went for a run. And when I started running, everyone used to compare you to, you know, the, you know those 118 guys? Mustaches, shorts, headbands. Everyone used to think that's what you had to look like to be a runner. To be a member of a gym, obviously, everyone thought it was a bit fancy. It was like carrying a Filofax, having a gym membership. But now, everyone does it. It's not, do you go to the gym? It's which gym do you go to? Or if it's not a gym, it's which fitness classes do you do? It's not, do you go for a walk? It's when do you go for a walk? So I think it's absolutely normal now to head out. My mum, she meets her friends, they go for walks all the time. It's so no matter what age you are, going out, being active is the norm. It's not something that's unusual to do anymore. And I love that because for me, I've always really encouraged other people to be fit and healthy. I think it's really important that uh, our children see us being fit and healthy and being active and so that they do as well. When you're feeling stressed, how do you combat your triggers? Hmm, well. Well, so I think I missed one and your other one. What is switching off? Who's really nailing the well-being in their life? Someone who inspires you. Go back a question there. Do you know what? Talking about people really nailing well-being, there's someone that I follow on Instagram and someone who I've interviewed a few times. I'd like to call her a friend, really. Um, Susie Chan. She is someone who has turned her life around. I think it must have been like maybe 15 years ago. She was... She, she says it herself. She wasn't the picture of health. She worked long hours. She you know, went out, enjoyed the good life, smoked, drank, did all of that. And then one day her brother asked her to do a, it might have been a 10K or a half marathon with him. So she did. And that was it. She's never looked back. She is now a picture of health. She goes out running all the time. She's kind of the, one of the, the best runners out there on social media. Uh, she smashes PB. She's done the Marathon de Saab, which is that insane marathon across the Sahara. And she has just started 
as one of the Peloton running coaches. She's that good. And I just think that's amazing. She's completely changed her life. She was working in the city and now her job is running related. She's a running ambassador for so many different brands and she's now known for someone who encourages others to get up and give it a go. That to me is truly inspiring and I, I think she's, she's amazing. Okay, next question. When you're feeling stressed, how do you combat your triggers? Exercise, that's the answer. For me, exercise is the key, without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> Alfie's getting annoyed, look. Come on, let's go this way. <laughs> or he's agreeing with me, that could be it as well. Are you agreeing? Exercise, good for you. Rest makes me restless sounds ridiculous so I know for some people um, to kind of feel good and to to combat stress you just kind of chill out maybe make a cup of tea relax on the sofa just take it easy no 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 for me if I'm feeling stressed I need to go out and do some exercise my mum always says oh you sound stressed go for a run go for a run you know that'll cure you and it's so true it's like when I go out for a run I can see everything clearly again. For me, getting the endorphins flowing, getting all the, releasing the serotonin makes me happy, takes the stress away. It's like I, I'm really stressed one minute, go for a run, come back an hour later, I've forgotten why I'm stressed. It's suddenly I can see everything clearly. The little problem that I had, which I've clearly blown out of all proportion, has vanished and or I know how to deal with it, or I've just gone out, sort it through, and I'm, I'm over it. So, yeah, so exercise is the key. I need to exert myself in order to relax. That's always been the case, always. Okay, what have we got next? When was the last time you challenged yourself to try something new or different? I think I always try something new or different. I think it's important to challenge yourself, to come out of your comfort zone. It can be terrifying. I mean, who wants to challenge themselves sometimes when you know that you might not do well? But you've got to. It makes you stronger. You learn more about yourself by doing something that you can't do. Or actually, sometimes if you do something that you can't do, you might find you're really good at it. There you go, you might find that you've actually got a new string to your bow. Uh, for me, over the years, I've tried lots of things. I tried um, show jumping, trained quite hard at that, and ended up show jumping at Olympia at the Horse of the Year show, which was, which was amazing. Um, I learned how to, to dive. I never thought I would uh, sign up to do that. On, and I did it for telly, so that was nuts. I've done skydives, which, by the way, ter totally terrified me. Um, I've done a static line parachute jump. You're meant to jump out the plane. I genuinely think I might have been... Uh, if you watch the footage back, there's definitely a hand pushing me. I was that terrified. But um, it's important to try these things. It really, really is. Always do something. I'm always encouraging my little girl to give everything a go. When I was younger, my parents were amazing. They always said to me, give it a go, try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to carry on. But it's important that you, you try something. It's good then because you can be a jack of all trades. You don't need to be a master of it. You can, but to have a little go at something. So whether it's badminton, tennis, 
I was at, when I was younger, I did badminton, I did tennis, I did trampolining, I did horse riding. I, I did all sports, hockey, netball, rounders, I've tried cricket, I've tried them all. And I think it's just good to have a little understanding, rowing, swimming, diving. Yeah, I think it's important to try new things. So this week, what was I going to try? This week I've booked up for, I've booked in for a reformer Pilates. Apparently that's going to be really good to help me stretch, which is um, important with the exercise I do because I get really tight hamstrings. So yeah, so there we go. That's my new skill this week. Cooking though, that's one I'll just miss out. Every time someone wants to teach me cooking, I'm like, yeah, you're all right. That's the one thing I'm not really that bothered about. Okay, next question. When's the last time you cried? Oh, I cry really easily. I think as well, since becoming a mum 10 years ago, anything about children makes me very weepy. I'm ambassador for um, a few charities related to children. I work, I work with the Children's Trust, very proud to be an ambassador for them and for the Prince's Trust. And then I do some work with Great Ormond Street. <laughs> I just, honestly, I'm, when I hear some of these stories about some children that have, you know, overcome something, children are amazing. Anyway, I find that I get very upset very easily. And it can be happy stories that get me upset as well. Anything to do with children or animals, because I've got a dog, anything about, oh, any dogs, even blooming YouTube videos with a puppy, puppy in need, or a stray, a stray dog. Oh my goodness, I'll be in tears. Something, anything to do with the elderly as well. I think it's the thought of being lonely or um, couples that have been married forever and one of them, one of them then, you know, passes passes away or moves on leaving leaving their other half oh my goodness it breaks my heart every single time um but then again so does watching people do inspiring things so as i say i do a lot of running i'm very passionate about running and i have stood and worked i stood at the finish line of many marathons i've worked on quite a few i always remember standing at the finish line of the brighton marathon being in tears, welling up and sobbing my eyes out. Some of the people just seeing how how meaningful it was to them to cross that finish line. Obviously, they've trained hard. They're raising money for charity. They're running for a reason. Oh, it's much more. It's so much more emotional watching other people run than running yourself. Because you know why you're running, but you're so, you know, you're so attached to the to, to, to that story. When you see and hear other people's stories, oh my goodness, tips me over the edge every single time. And then DIY SOS, I'll cry at that as well. Oh, I'll cry at anything. Um, I'm a mess. What's one recent little win you're happy with? Oh, I think we all have little wins every day, don't we? It's important to have a win. It's what motivates you. I'm also quite competitive, so a win in an actual literal sense, makes me very happy. Especially if I'm competing against my brother or my husband or my dad. Oh yes, golf, a little win, beating my dad at golf. I mean, it really rarely happens because he's really good, but that makes me very happy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's a, it's important to try and have a little win every day, and it can be anything. For me, um, for instance, I have a podcast called Run Pod. It's all about running. And I'll feel like I've got a, a little win when I get a great guest booked on that. Um, I feel really proud. I also have, um, we have a brand called Colo. We launched it in April 2020. And it's a, it's a collagen supplement. And every time something exciting happens there, there's a, that's a win in itself. So every time you do something, well, you get a win. I think it's important to, to look for the wins every day. Today, for instance, I ran home from work and every green man at every crossroads was in my favour, so I didn't have to stop at the traffic light. See, that's a win right there. A win in your favour, get home quicker. Um, on Friday, I played golf, did a really good shot. That'll get me coming back again. So yeah, little wins every day, so important. And just make you look back at the end of the day and think, yeah, today was a good day. You see, I always feel that where I live is quite quiet, but now I'm out walking. I'm suddenly more aware than ever of the planes, of the trains, of the cars, of other people. If you're listening to this and you live in a beautiful countryside location and literally can hear nothing, you'll probably think I'm, I live on the edge of the M25. I don't <laughs> live in quite a remote part, but it's obviously way busier than living out of town. I think that would be lovely. I love living in London because it's so convenient for work. I used to live in the countryside when I was growing up. And it, it's, have to drive an hour to school every day but my daughter's school is a walk around the corner I mean the luxury of being able to walk to school and therefore all your school friends being within you know a really short distance of your house when I was younger all my school friends were you know half an hour one way half an hour the other way it was always a mission to kind of have to meet up after school but one day I would love to live out in the countryside. I'd love to be able to just open my door and go for a walk and just, you know, just in the woods or on trails or through fields. With, do you know what the best bit about going for a walk in the countryside is when you look up at night, you can see the stars. You can't really see the stars here. There's too many street lights. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned in the last year. Well, I mean, what a year or two we've had. I mean, the pandemic's changed a lot of things for many, many people. I think the biggest lesson I've learned is to just be so grateful and appreciative of what we have. So many people have lost loved ones. So many people have been struggling with work. If you were, you know, having to self-isolate at home on your own, you live alone, it's been quite a lonely time. So yes, appreciating what you have. I've been, I was really lucky, you know, and I, you know, my, my family are healthy, happy. We all kind of zoomed all the time. My brother lives in South Africa, so they had to deal with the same issue there. But yeah, just... I think just appreciating your family, your friends, and really valuing work and your health. 
because it's really been a testing time the last year. And so the biggest, the biggest lesson in the last year has just been to hold on to everything and be so grateful that we have it. feels really strange I'm not gonna lie walking around and talking to myself I'm sure some of my neighbors think I've lost the plot but it has also been really nice just chatting like this walking kind of calmly and thinking up some answers to your questions <laughs> it suddenly got really busy it's like there's a police search there's a helicopter going overhead this never happens it's usually really quiet Complete the following sentences. Being healthy is. Well, being healthy is important. It's essential. I think so anyway. Uh, being healthy helps you enjoy life. It helps you enjoy life longer. It helps you enjoy life fuller, feeling fitter. I just think it's important. Now, you don't have to be healthy all the time, obviously, but being healthy is, is more and more important than ever. And... And it, it can just make you feel so much better. I'm most me when, this is cheesy, I'm most me when I'm smiling. Everyone says I'm very smiley. I am. I do smile a lot. I smile usually because I'm in pretty good mood. I mean, I haven't. I've got a great job I love. I have a fab family. Yeah, I feel pretty happy in life. But also, my mum always said to me, if you're... If you're not sure or you're not feeling confident, smile. It will make you stand up straighter and it'll make you feel more positive. And so, yes, yeah, so I smile if I'm, if I'm a bit unsure or feeling a little bit nervous or anxious. I will smile and it will give the impression I'm confident, which will in turn make me feel more confident. Uh, likewise, if you smile, people smile back, puts everyone at ease. So I think it's important to smile. And it's nice to feel good. And smiling makes you happier, makes you see things in a more positive light. So there we go. Yeah, I'm most me when I'm smiling. Uh, the best thing about my walk today as well, I've managed to walk Alfie again, although he, he didn't stop that much because he was permanently trying to get home because it's so cold. <laughs> you know it's cold when the dog tries to go home. Um, and hopefully nobody's thought I'm too crazy talking to myself. But the best thing has been getting out in the fresh air seeing this incredible full moon which has got brighter and brighter throughout the time I've been talking to you. The stars have come out. I know I said that you can't really see the stars that well but you can see them tonight. It's a really clear night. You can see my breath in front of me. It's so cold. But yeah it's been lovely coming outside and now I'm ready to go back in because <laughs> I'm definitely wanting to warm up. So thank you for listening. I hope your walk's been a good one. I think Jenny might be our first guest to go on a walk in the dark, but I think little Alfie would have preferred to stay at home in the warm. But if you're like Jenny and think that getting out in the fresh air is essential to your day, our sponsor has some great footwear for you to wear on your walks. So before we discuss Jenny's answers, let's take a moment to hear from Sketches. Walk to Wellbeing is proudly sponsored by Sketches, the comfort technology company. 
Put a spring in your step with Skechers' range of comfort-boosting shoes, featuring the very latest walking technology. The new, lightweight, high-flex ArchFit range is designed to take great care of your feet, wherever your walk to wellbeing may take you. Over 20 years of data was used to create the amazing ArchFit cushioning insole, which provides complete foot and arch support. And now, you can add Skechers apparel to your walking wardrobe for ultimate all-day comfort. Shop the range online at skechers.co.uk. That's S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S dot where you'll find thousands of shoes, boots, trainers, jackets, tops, leggings, activewear, and more to bring you and your family's style and support with every step. I loved listening to Jenny today, and I could have listened to her for hours. So I can't wait to hear what the team have to say about her answers. So this week, I'm bringing back Daniela, Laura, and Cami from the health and wellbeing team. Laura, what did you think about Jenny's walk today? Oh, it was lovely. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, she just sounds so, so nice. Like, I just want to be her friend. (laughs) (laughs) And she sounds really positive. And um, I think she was, I was really interested to hear what she was going to say about walking because um, I know she mentioned running and she's clearly, like, really into her fitness. Um, I know that, because I think I interviewed her a few years ago and I remember, um, she was a marathon runner. Um, you know, I think she's done quite a few marathons and I think she used to get like really good times, like about three or three and a half hours. And, you know, so she's of a high standard of fitness, um, but she's not a fitness snob. Mm. You know, I liked that she still really enjoyed walking and she tried different things. You know, it, it sounded like she did all different things and she just genuinely enjoys being active and she's not thinking of it. Well, maybe not always in a competitive way because she did say she loves to beat her dad at golf, didn't she? So, but <laughs> I think she's like got a healthy, um, got a healthy balance and a healthy attitude. Um, and yeah, she seems like she's definitely nailing her well-being. I have to say. What did you think, Daniela? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Definitely one of my favourite episodes to date. Yeah, not just because of her um, beautiful, smooth voice, but just could relate to so much that she was saying. Um, Loved how she kind of picked up on the fact that walking has definitely become the norm um I would say like especially within my age group um I think like a lot of a lot of my friends um like Jenny live in London and you know a lot of their weekend activities these days are like going on like three hour walks and I just love it I just I get so jealous so like obviously I can walk where I am and and you kind of like get like pros and cons I feel like you always want to be somewhere you're not like I'm in the beautiful countryside but I'm like oh I'd love to live in a city but it's really interesting and I always look at um, people's like Instagram stories and yeah they're just walking from one end of London to the other and I love how kind of wellness has really really taken over different age age groups and and like she says you know being wanting to be healthy is it's not weird anymore it's just really mainstream Mm, and it's easy to forget that that didn't used to be the normal not so long ago because when she gave the little flashback to the 118 guys I was absolutely cracking up (laughs) yeah Yeah, I thought it was a really uh, interesting observation um, being of someone of slightly more advanced age you know I do remember back to when if you had a gym membership people would kind of look at you like 
okay, <laughs> what's going on with you? You know, it just was a little bit extra. Um, whereas, whereas now, as she says, it, it is just part of our day to day. It is something perfectly normal that many, many people will have as a, a vital part of their overall well-being, looking after themselves. Um, so it was a, a really interesting little observation. Loved it. I loved how she flagged that exercise was a really key remedy for her stress and I could like I feel like I could totally relate to that I think you know there are times when work is really all-consuming or perhaps there's something going on in your personal life and you feel like you feel like you've just got to be sort of within that space to figure it out or or kind of like solve the problem but actually ironically getting away from stepping away from your desk and going for a walk for example is just gonna clear your head so much more like Jenny said when she goes out running she can see things a lot clearer I feel like a lot of people can can relate to that and do kind of forget that exercise is so underrated for stress relief and just taking things a bit easier coming back to your desk and perhaps seeing things in a different light and kind of like get that light bulb moment like oh actually I'm gonna when I get back I'm gonna solve this problem this way Mm -hmm. Mm. I think physically moving that adrenaline out of your body um, and releasing those endorphins, like she said, I think that can really help to calm you down and make you feel less stressed. As someone very wise whose name I can't remember um, pointed out, you know, how many of your really great ideas for work come from when you're sat staring at your screen in your desk, yeah. in front of your desk, feeling really, really stressed and stuck. And how many of your really brilliant ideas come from when you've stepped away and you've gone and done something else entirely? And of course, uh, exercise helps move your headspace, but but it also gives you something else to focus on. And of course, well, certainly for myself, the number of times I'm off somewhere and I actually haven't gone that far and I'm all of a sudden, ah, there's the answer. (laughs) That's that thing I couldn't think of, I couldn't remember. So yeah, um, maybe we should get prescribed being outside and moving around a bit more. <laughs> definitely when we're struggling with stuff yeah definitely I like the way she said that you know after going um, for a run she sort of comes back and forgets what she was stressed about yeah. and I was like yeah I'm sure I think that's happened to me before like maybe not running but um, you know whether it's like just going out for a walk or maybe doing a bit of yoga for you know even just 15 minutes I think it just shifts your energy doesn't it and mm-hmm when you're feeling because I think your brain can sort of get on a loop can't it like say you're stressed about something and you just go around in circles and I think doing some sort of activity like exercise it it, uh, sort of breaks that cycle yeah you're totally right Laura because the brain's great at being its own echo chamber so um, yeah moving location moving your body uh, does help us um, shift what uh, what we are thinking so that we have the ability to be able to see things more clearly step back a little bit Mm, I think she was saying in relation to stress that rest makes her restless Um, so that was um, a phrase that I really liked Mm. um, that if you just kind of go go on a walk like we said then you can you can shift that perspective yeah absolutely I think like um, a lot of the fitness industry kind of do um, obviously emphasize the importance of rest which it is Um, but you know sometimes some people really do thrive from being super active like six to seven days a week and if that makes you feel good then you should definitely you should carry on you know obviously if you're not you know pummeling your body and um leading 
leading to injury or something but yeah you know why not and why can't your sort of rest rest be quite active like like going for a walk for example absolutely Daniela and and I think it really reminded me of how individualized and personal uh, what we find um, helpful is and that what works for one person may not work for somebody else. So yeah, chilling out, absolutely my favorite thing to do, but it drives my husband nuts, <laughs> um, you know, and he has to keep moving. He has to be active. Um, and so I have to be mindful of the fact that he likes to challenge himself. Uh, so it is a really personalized thing and it's about understanding what works for us, I think. Uh, that's vitally important here. And of course, as we say so often, that balance thing as well. <laughs> I really like that she went for a walk in the evening as well. It was um, it was quite nice, you know, and she was saying about how cold it is and stuff like that. It was quite atmospheric. Um, but also, I think in the winter, we can tend to want to like curl up and hibernate a bit more. Um, so it's good that she pointed out how, you know, just going outside and getting that fresh air doesn't matter if it's dark you know you can still move your body and still enjoy it um and also because I think the reason I was thinking of that because last night um I met my friend for a walk in the evening so we normally meet at like about seven in the evening um on a Monday and uh it I really didn't want to go it was really cold and <laughs> I didn't want to go outside but you know like as soon as you do um and you're moving around it just makes you feel so much better doesn't it and then for the evening as well just felt so much more relaxed after that and that was actually something that my friend and I started up um after the first lockdowns because like Jenny was mentioning when you know that was all we could do and that was like the new meeting friend for coffee or something wasn't it um yeah just like meeting up for a walk and it's nice to keep up with that habit because otherwise I I probably wouldn't get that much fresh air to be honest like Mm. working from home (laughs) and you know not having that much of a social life. <laughs> <laughs> I think exercise and um, kind of like good habits can take a little bit of a backseat, especially when um, it's dark outside and really cold. And like you said, Laura, like you're probably like all nice and snuggly indoors and probably the last thing you wanted to do is go out in the cold. But I think it's one of those things where sometimes you like, once you get going, you're absolutely fine. And I think it's strange because I would think any other activity, like for example, going like, say if I had to go for an evening run, I would just much rather do absolutely anything else, but a walk's different. And I think maybe that is, perhaps that is one of the perks of, you know, having, um, living in a city and having that street lighting and stuff, or, you know, even, even meeting up for a friend and doing it. I think it's, I think it's so nice, especially that you've carried that on through lockdown. Um, after lockdown as well so nice I think the beauty of it Daniela is that you don't have to it's not like other activities where you physically have to change into a specific kit you can just stay in some quite casual wear can't you Mm -hmm. and then just pop your trainers on and then you're off and you're away bundle yourself up hat scarf coat whatever Um, Mm -hmm. but you don't physically have to get yourself you know in lycra or (laughs) um, anything like that um, so it doesn't feel like you're having to make that effort. Um, you can; it just feels easy. So, at least that's how I feel, anyway. No, I agree. You don't have to like psych yourself up, do you? Really? I mean, like, yeah, like you say, you can just you can stay in your tracky bottoms. And I think obviously having having a dog is a, a really big incentive because it's kind of like a a non negotiable. But then you know, I think you're going to feel 
you're going to feel really good that you went out as well. So it's a win-win. Mm. I really liked what she said um, about walking through uh, cities as well and how mm. you can like pack in loads of steps without really feeling like you're, you know, you wouldn't think of it as a workout when you're just kind of being a tourist for the day, wandering around. But mm-hmm. there's something really lovely about that. And, um, and especially to like as sort of families and all with friends as well. Like um, I went to, I took my kids, my husband and I took our kids to London um, a few months ago. And I think we did about 16,000 steps Mm. in the day. And, you know, my kids are only six and nine. So it was quite a lot for them, but they didn't complain at all, which is unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Because if it's like, if I'm trying to get them out on a dog walk, it's like, (laughs) you know, takes ages to encourage them to go out. But then they they were just happily wandering around. (laughs) Yeah, you can clock up some serious steps on a city break. I was thinking when she was talking about this a few years back, um, we went to Budapest and I think we were racking up like half a marathon a day, but it didn't feel like hard work at all it Mm. was just exciting and we were exploring and there was new things to see and yeah we didn't feel like we'd been out walking for that amount of time every day but I know what you mean Laura the thought of then doing that at the weekend if someone said to me do you want to go for like a 13 mile (laughs) walk I'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah Maybe that's why holidays, like we feel more relaxed on holidays because we we naturally do a bit more exercise, do you think? Like mm. walking around on city break or maybe swimming if you're at the beach and things. That's really interesting. Yeah, because you don't, like you say, you don't frame it as a workout. It's not something that you have to do. It's something that you want to do. Mm. Like it's so hot, you want to get in the pool and do some laps or, yeah, you know, like um, go and sightsee. And obviously it's great to do that like on foot, so... No, it's a really good point, Laura, actually. Yeah, it's a really nice point. And it also highlights something that may, you know, maybe we should all bear in mind that actually um, it, we could get some really great results from doing some things that we actually really do quite enjoy, do, enjoy doing, like wandering around our favourite cities, mm-hmm. going shopping with our friends, you know, um, the number of miles that my daughters and I can clock up when they're on a shopping trip around <laughs> Edinburgh is horrifying. Um, but somehow, you know, at the time, it does, like you say, you know, it doesn't feel like a workout. And of course, it's punctuated by other nice things like, you know, stopping in at coffee shops and that kind of thing but I think the the point is there's there's no expectation around what it should be and what it should be doing you're just getting some of those lovely extra benefits Mm. whilst doing something you actually enjoy uh, quite often with other people as well so it's it's again it's a one of those things where we're getting a lot of benefit um, from a health perspective and a well-being perspective and we are doing something that we enjoy how marvelous is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's no like expectant result I suppose at the end yeah definitely and um, what did you think about when like she was saying all the different things that she's done like you know maybe that's on on holidays we we might be more inclined to do something like a skydive or <laughs> <laughs> something different but yeah, I was really impressed by her list of different things that she's tried, you know, show jumping, diving, all kinds of things. I was like, I've got a lot of respect for her for that because um, as much as I'd love to do those things, I think I could try some, but I'm a bit of a wimp when it comes to something like skydiving. Yeah, I loved how she was like really encouraging her kids to do the same, like just just try it. Like there's no pressure if you don't like it or 
you know, if you weren't that good at it, it doesn't matter. You can always just leave it. Yeah, I really liked that she said that you can learn more about yourself um, when you do something that you can't do. Um, You just have to give it a go and try. And I think that was making me think that it's kind of like a universal pressure to be excellent at whatever you decide to try. So I thought it was really nice that she said, actually, you can learn more about yourself by giving something a go that you might not be good at or maybe like you will turn out to be good at that eventually yeah definitely like um my husband he um started um he joined a tennis club a couple of years ago now and um he's been trying to get me to join in as well and I'm like keep thinking of excuses you know I'm I'm just like oh no I'm too busy (laughs) can't do this can't do that and uh, (laughs) I think yeah when she was talking about you know trying different things I thought I, I thought of that and I thought maybe um I'm just a bit scared that I'm not going to be good at it, you know, and it's that feeling of being in public and, you know, making a fool of yourself or something. But it's like, I don't know why I'm taking it so seriously because it's not like anyone's expecting me to be Serena Williams or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'd love to be. But, um, yeah, I thought I should give that a go. If <laughs> I wonder why, because I think it's quite interesting. I wonder if kind of like men think the same thing, like if Probably they're going to like yeah. join a club or something. I wonder if they're just a bit more mm. give it a go. I think like as women, we tend to like overanalyze. And yeah, obviously like <laughs> the, the embarrassment and the shame is... Um, sort of enough to put you off oh I think you're absolutely right not sure about the the gender um split there um I I can't comment on that but I I think yes for a lot of us it is that fear of what will people think what will I look like will I be good enough am I wearing the right thing um endless questions that sort of stop us from uh, giving a lot of these things a try And and it does make you wonder what could I do if I could let go of some of that maybe not all of it that sounds a bit unlikely but (laughs) if I could let go of some of the needing to be perfect or awesome at it or get it right first time and I could maybe just go and play yeah maybe just play with it give it a try see what happens what might I be able to do and and I think play is play for adults is becoming quite topical at the moment Mm -hmm. I'm sure I was reading something about it in the news uh this week that actually we're we're beginning to realize it's not just kids who need to play it's adults who need to let themselves play as well because it makes learning new stuff safe. And because we think playing is for kids, yeah. we don't do it anymore. And, and what a tragedy that is mm-hmm. because it does stop us from trying out new things. Can't imagine I'm ever going to jump out of a plane if I'm being honest. <laughs> but some of those others, well, yeah, actually, if, if I let myself, there's no reason why I couldn't. Maybe not very well, but would that matter? Yeah, it's really interesting you bring that up, Cammy, because, um, yeah, like you said, play is really topical at the moment. And it's um, a notion that I struggle with a lot. I, <laughs> I'm i like, oh, well, if it hasn't got a purpose, then <laughs> is it really relevant? <laughs> um, and yeah, that's something I need to work on. But um, also what I was thinking when you were just talking was... Um, why perhaps if there is something that we really do want to do, then we don't allow ourselves to embrace the joy of it. Why we kind of stop ourselves from that? Because so, for example, I was thinking all of last year, I really wanted to do um, wild swimming. And I think I did it like once last year um, in the end, but not to the extent that I was kind of hoping I would give it a go. And then I had someone just recently asked me if I'd like to try it with them 
And my initial reaction was, oh, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be very good at it. And I don't want to show myself up in front of you. And it's just, I was thinking, have I taken that initial like pleasure and joy of something that I really wanted to try away from myself out of fear of what I might look like or um, I don't know, um, the expectation of uh, how I will perform instead of um, just doing it without having to have an achievement at the end of it. Yeah, and I liked what you were saying, Cami, about, um, you know, like, what if or like, let's see what's going to happen rather than um, thinking about, oh, what will happen? Oh, um, in a negative sense, you know, like, oh, what if I fall over? What if I make a fool of myself? What if I don't fit in or something? It's like, what if it's really fun? What if I enjoy it? Mm. What if what if I'm really good at it? You know, like it's kind of just spinning it around like that, I think helps. Yeah, we never go to those um, scenarios, do we? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's instant negativity. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think uh, it's because typically we, we, we like to make sure that we're safe and, and look after ourselves. So we always tend to focus on what might go wrong. Mm. Uh, and we're not quite so good at balancing that out with what might go right. Um, so, but we can all learn to do that by actually just asking ourselves, yeah, what if it doesn't, but what if it does? Mm -hmm. uh, and just making sure we've looked at both sides of the equation before we make a decision. We can easily, at any point, for anything at all, uh, just train ourselves. Just make sure, have I looked at the other side of this as well before I make my choice? So uh, once we know we can actually choose to do something about that, which is kind of exciting. So here's a question for you. If you could, if you could release that energy, if you could try something because the what if I could would be actually potentially quite tantalizing, what might you choose to give a try? Well, I think I'd, I'd, I will try the tennis. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> I'll surrender to the tennis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true though, because like like you say, you know, what what's the worst that could happen? Really, it, it's you know something I might find a hobby that I really enjoy. Basically, <laughs> that sounds good. So, yeah, isn't, you haven't really got much. You've got to think like you've got nothing to lose. With wild swimming like I guess it's the time of year that you choose to, <laughs> to do it maybe potentially um, not in the height of winter <laughs> at least it'll set you up for um summer though Holly yeah maybe I'll dip a toe in when um it's uh, <laughs> warmed up a little bit in the UK <laughs> I have kind of like something similar to your situation um my boyfriend plays uh for a hockey team and he's always like oh you should come and join um like the ladies teams and I'm thinking no way um <laughs> like I just think <laughs> he's like quite well established in the team and um I just think I would well, A, like if someone would raise their stick at me to like hit, I would just immediately shield my face and <laughs> run the other way. And yeah, just B, I wouldn't want to kind of like embarrass him. But I think it would, I, I'd love, um, I'd love to be a part, I'd love to be part of a team actually. Um, and kind of, I do feel a bit of a pull to hockey because um, I watch him play and it's really exciting. Um, so who knows? Um, might be, definitely might be something to, to, to give a go next season we'll have to report back won't we let's say like six months time yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the deadline what about you cammy are you gonna join in oh yes um well i, I will share with you um 
oh, this is kind of embarrassing, but hey-ho, we might as well go for disclosure. So um, <laughs> I am terrible at putting myself in any position where I may not know what I'm doing and look like an idiot, uh, because just like a lot of other people, I have that narrative that says, oh my God, this is going to go horribly wrong. People are going to judge you. You just don't try. Reinforced by years and years of sort of uh, that kind of experience, especially when I was at school. Um, but I know about this thing called a fixed mindset. That's what that looks like. And a growth mindset where you go, do you know what? Even if I start being rubbish, if I keep going, I can only get better. So a couple of years ago, I challenged myself to actually do something with that, you know, push myself out of my comfort zone. So I decided that uh, I would learn to speak Dutch. Oh, wow. Because my husband is uh, Dutch and so uh, he's fluent, obviously. Um, so it has taken me, this is embarrassing, three years, three years to be able to say any words in Dutch to my husband at all for fear of the fact he might laugh at me and judge me. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> but anyway, this week I decided, you know what, <laughs> if, if I do not push past this fear, it's going to be with me forever. I am never going to do this. So I just said to him, I really need your help, but you need some context. <laughs> so I explained what I was fearful of. So we had a laugh about that because my husband is the opposite of me. He is bold and he just goes and does it and he doesn't care what anyone else thinks. So um, you can see him looking at me going, okay, but fine. <laughs> so I've started a few words, a few small sentences. He has to remember to speak very slowly. And do you know what? After three years of fear, ge genuine fear, it's actually fun. I mean, yes, I'm rubbish. And yes, I can only talk about the most basic things imaginable. Um, the reason this is relevant is because I have a brand new grandchild and we're actually going to uh, use Dutch in the household to speak to him so that he can at least access the, that second language network when he's very, very young. So I thought it makes sense. I should start now, you know, get a bit of a jump start on a baby. Um, but... <laughs> It is fun. I am enjoying it. And even more excitingly, we are playing at it together because there's no pressure. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm never going to be fluent and I'm certainly never going to speak Dutch as well as he speaks English. But really, that's not the point. The mm. point is, it's something new. We're doing it together mm. and we're playing. And actually, shockingly, after three years of dreading it and putting it off, I have to report it's fun. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Because yeah, I think yeah, it, thank it, you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah. It makes it's reassuring to know that yeah, it, even the professionals have these doubts and and stuff, just like the rest of us do. But and it it comes back to your point of play, you know how when you take away that sort of expectation or you know target such to say well I should do this or I should be able to do this um, or I must do that it's like actually just enjoy the process and mm -hmm. and then it's fun and play around with it you know things don't have to be serious do they yeah gosh there's enough serious stuff <laughs> <laughs> I read something the other day Laura that um reframed the should and instead said could I do this or could I be good at this instead? I think you sent that to us, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it could have been a number of things that I ping over to you guys, um, mainly memes, but <laughs> there might have been something <laughs> relevant in there. Um, but my takeaway from today's walk, um, I think, was 
Jenny saying that a win in your favor is a little win every day um, and something that makes you think today was a good day. Um, so I think that's what I'll be leaving the chat with is just having a think about what's gone in my favor today. What about you, Danny? Yeah, mine is one that we haven't actually um, discussed today, but that's totally fine. Um, I loved her answer to um, when she's most herself um, and felt as though her happiness like wasn't reliant on other people. She said it was when she was smiling. Um, I know in the past that we've had um, a few answers where it's like, oh, I'm surrounded by loved ones or family, which is like totally relevant to, to everyone and totally relatable. Um, but I loved how um, it was kind of like more about her. What about you, Cammy? Um, I would agree. I absolutely loved that one. And I'm going to just blend it with Holly's to say that it is noticing the things that allow you to smile and really going there. So yeah, even if it is just that you happen to have green lights all the way, really allowing yourself to notice that and then enjoy it and be appreciative for it. That's the, the big one. That's my takeaway is how very important that is. And obviously how important it was to Jenny as well. I really like that as well. Like looking for the the little wins in the everyday I thought that was brilliant um and another big takeaway I think um for me is just to you know if you're feeling if I'm feeling stressed or sort of a bit stuck or you know um lethargic then to just do something go for a walk go for a run do a bit of exercise and just shift my energy a bit just to kind of make that stress feel a bit smaller mm, yeah definitely and whatever little wins you're ending the day on, thank you to Jenny for taking us on your evening walk and sharing your moonlit stroll with us. But I love chatting to you all today, so a huge thanks from me to you, Danny, Laura and Cammy, and of course to our wonderfully calming guest, Jenny Faulkner. Most important of all though, thanks so much to you for listening. If this is the first time you've joined us, there are plenty more episodes you can subscribe to and download. But if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you so much for coming with us and our fabulous guests on their walks to wellbeing. And so until next time, from me and the whole of the health and wellbeing team, stay well and see you soon. Before you unlace your trainers, we've got an exclusive health and wellbeing magazine subscription deal for you, our lovely walk to wellbeing listeners. Head to giftstoyou.com forward slash apod2 that's A-P-O-D and the number two to get three issues for just $9.99, saving you over 25% and delivered straight through your front door too. The link is in the description of this episode to make redeeming this fantastic offer simple and easy. Remember to share your walk with us on social media using the hashtag walk to wellbeing and you can even download exactly the same list of questions you heard our guest chat through earlier in the episode. You could record your very own Walk to Wellbeing episode and we'd absolutely love to hear it. For all the details, head to this episode's description and we hope you enjoyed strolling with us today.